Welcome to the shutdown full cast. Mmm. Oh, listen, the birds are in the background. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Welcome to Welcome. Augusta National. Welcome to Jason Kirk's backyard. Which is just like Augusta National, but less racist. Flower noise. <laughs> Flowers so pretty you can hear them. Rustling of pine straw. Here. Tinkling piano. Here in the South, where old things are always good. One dollar mustard sandwich. Mm-hmm. One, mm, a mustard sandwich. Just like, just like Uncle, not actually from Georgia, New York banker, liked it. Mm. Just like Uncle Colonel used to make it. And, <laughs> and the smell of mom's burnt toast. Because every meal should feel like a stroke if you're Jim Nance. It's, I, I really like the burnt toast thing. Dude, Jim Nance's entire life is one long, weird stunt on humanity. I think, so So he, the, the Jim Nance, if you don't know what this is, just go find it yourself. It's not worth explaining. But I think, I hope Jim Nance orders <laughs> all his food in fucked up fashion just to prove, like, I'm rich. Real quick, Jim Nance carries a picture of how he wants his toast done, which yeah. is, in his words, yeah. Black, black and scary. Black and scary. But I hope he orders all food wrong, just to emphasize, like, yeah, money means nothing to me. <laughs> I, yeah, I hope when he orders a steak, it's like he he orders it well done, and then he sends it back. Now, 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 do it well again. Now cover it in marshmallows. If this is well done, I want it excellent. Excellent. I I'd want like, it elite. I'd He's like. got to join Twitter and and. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. I he just should, ordered should, a pizza with pineapple on it. He should just join Twitter. Go cry just about it. Jim Nance would order a pineapple with pizza on it. A pineapple yeah. with pizza. Friends, I don't friends. eat pizza unless it's a pineapple. <laughs> I carry a picture. Mmm, ketchup. He like he really does carry a picture like that, and like this, which to me is like I think the most alien form. Of behavior I've ever heard from a human being that my, didn't involve actually being mentally ill. My you favorite, think my favorite bar- barbecue sauce is maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> what if he is illiterate and? Um, oh, it's a picture menu. Yes, yeah. a picture menu. Hey, listen. Not just yeah. He's he's got a picture menu with him at all times, right. like a deck of cards. He, and he, he goes through them and finds the thing he wants and just holds it up. Hello, I'm hunting Iraqi government officials and I'm doing it with bad food. The best part about the Masters... Can you those, bring me this item? For those who've uh, joined this podcast for the first time, it's a college football podcast and believe it or not... <laughs> it's strong disagree. A strong pass. <laughs> uh, the actual link between the Masters and college football is always Georgia's spring game because the University of Georgia after years and years and years of putting up the good fight to take G-Day to the next level decided they had to move it because there is a weekend where everybody either A. tries to go, B. uh, is going, or C. is doing what most people do on the weekend of the Masters which is, honey, I'm watching golf and then immediately fall asleep Mm -hmm. on the couch in front of the television. As Jim Nance. As Jim Nance. With so many yard work aspirations. Sleep deeply. And, and, and Georgia has sort of tried to co-opt this event. They've actually played it live on the Jumbotron, like before worst, and immediately like, after like the spring the, game. The worst moment in University of Georgia football history. I think they should just stare into it and, like, instead of, 
instead of running out of the tunnel before a game with smoke and, you know, all the, the hype, just, like, have everybody walk out very slowly and, like, s- little golf claps and just say, like, next up on the tee. <laughs> or the first, we do it, we to do kick it with, the first punt. <laughs> we have 100 <laughs> golf carts. Mm-hmm. It looks like a game of Mario sure. Kart. They're well, all bonking into each well, other. I mean, they'll pull cart it. Come on, this is no. Oh, come this on, is, yeah. This is a real sport. But yeah, that's that's in case you want to know why the University of Georgia hasn't won anything since Herschel. Who? Yeah, that's that's why. Who won the Masters in 1980? 1980. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna research. guess 1980. I'm gonna guess Seve Ballesteros. That is correct. Yes. That is yes. correct. <laughs> That is correct, and he was very nearly college age at that point. He, I, he was he was basically a redshirt senior. I wasn't okay. All right, so I, I didn't even look. By the way, yeah, he did not. That's by the way my guess for anything in 1980s <laughs> golf is Seve Ballesteros with maybe a little Lee Trevino. Yeah, no, the 70s, 70s, 80s, 80s. You got to do like Craig uh, Craig Statler. Oh, <laughs> damn, <laughs> Spencer, you've lived in Georgia so long, the you know Wars. all kind of golf facts. I know. I got so many golf facts. You ready is... for another golf fact? Tom Watson. Golf Woo! fact. Or Tom Woo! Kite. Tom Kite. Tom Kite actually lives like on the same hill in Austin that Matthew McConaughey lives on, which means that like at one point Matthew McConaughey nude is like walk past, you know, like <laughs> a retired Tom Kite in his backyard. Like, hey, buddy, how hey, you doing? Hey, man. Hey, man. Just living. Yeah, I'm just waggling my nine iron. Thank you. Thank you, Don't Cyrus. Don't worry about it. And Tom just... Kite's probably like, oh, hey, buddy. Hey, just, you know, taking the long putter out for a walk. When a Texan sees a Texan a-walking through the brush. And the brambles. The stars at night, brother. Yeah. I, if you do go back, by the way, um, George has finally, of course, moved this. Uh, Pastor Troy, often at G-Day, often at Georgia Games. I saw something on Twitter this week talking about how Pastor Troy, who carries, if you don't know, Pastor Troy is a rapper. He will go anywhere in Georgia and has no fear except for Augusta. I like that this is the first podcast where we're assuming there are new listeners. Who's jumping onto this thing now? Pastor Troy. Oh, Pastor Troy might be. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Thanks us. for joining um, us, Pastor. Pastor Troy. Um, I mean, it is fitting that I would. I would totally have to scream "Holy Bible Assault Rifle" like at Pastor Troy. It, it is fitting that the one rapper who will show up for the Georgia Spring Game is literally named Pastor. Yeah, and carries a belt. Carries a wrestling belt. Because that's carries also- a wrestling belt. Wears a Georgia Bulldogs jersey. Records Atlanta Falcons anthems. Yeah, there was a, a lengthy discussion on Twitter of places people had seen Pastor Troy with the belt, which is almost everywhere. Andre would get the invite if he changed his name to Deacon Three Thousand. <laughs> well, now he's holy man, so he's welcome. There's uh, also spring break. That is another thing coming spring up. Spring break. Spring break. And let let us remind you of the ills that can befall you on spring break because mm-hmm. the one thing you don't want your star quarterback doing is I don't know getting lit up, just going anywhere, getting touched, yeah, getting a little getting a little faith beat into him. Panama City baptized, yeah. Because uh, Jason, remind us what happened last year to at Panama City to Dak Prescott. Last year, our guy Dak Prescott, Mississippi State quarterback, went to the beach. Caught some hands. Got touched. Caught the fade. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Les Miles described, I-, I believe you have the quote in front of you there. I do, I do. Somebody asked uh, Les about players going to spring break, players going to Panama City Beach, and Miles said he doesn't want his players on a beach. 
<laughs> By the way, not, I don't want them partying irresponsibly. Mm -hmm. No, I actually don't want them going to a large expanse of sand. Yeah. And someone mentioned Prescott, and he said, he went to a beach location. It wasn't a beach. He had no problems at the beach at all. The beach was not sandy where he was at. For instance, there were no crabs there. That's the end of the quote. Can you imagine if that's that, it? <laughs> can, imagine this, Spencer. Let's say you're accused of murder, and there is one. Let's just say. Let's just say. Not that you. Not that you have a sort of Taliban beard going on right now. Uh -huh. or anything, but, and the only eyewitness who can exonerate you is Les Miles. So your uh, life. I'm going to jail. Your life literally <laughs> depends on Les Miles getting on the witness stand describing something that happened in the past and doing so coherently and convincingly. <laughs> there were no crabs there. Thank you, Les. <laughs> Life without parole. Uh, Mr. Miles, when you, when you saw Mr. Hall, what was he carrying in his hand? <laughs> Not crabs. And it, it describes it in such a way that it sounds like, you know, a can of gas when he's really trying to say uh, a, a hamburger and then arson is added on top somehow. The, the lighting Thanks, quality of the area designated for parking was suboptimal. When uh, players can get in trouble if they go to the forest, I don't think he was in a forest. Well, that's what Return of the Jedi taught us. Mm -hmm. For instance, there were, there, were, there were no deer. Yeah, you're getting a little audio magic from New York City, by Woo! the way, in the background. Yeah, can't blame this on me. Yeah, you get the, the beautiful sound of the NYPD, I'm sure, doing something real important. Actually, that's not it. That's a, that's an ambulance. Who knows? It's New York. Who it, knows? It could be anything bad. Everything bad. Can and will happen in New York. Yeah. Um, did you do spring break, by the way? Like, was was that a thing, Ryan? The most spring break thing I ever did was uh, I I drove from Gainesville to Breckenridge, Colorado, with three friends what? my senior year. How long did that take? Breckenridge. Was that your whole senior year? Yes, yeah, so the whole senior year did it Oregon Trail style. I got dysentery and died, but then I went to law school, so everything was fine. Because you you can go to law school if you're dead. Doesn't matter. Kind of um, helps. Actually, we, beneficial for tax purposes. We took we we stayed one we did one stop overnight in either direction. I think we did St. Louis on the way there and Kansas City on the way back. Um, it took a long time. I definitely fell asleep driving at one point, mm. and I learned a very valuable thing. Um, if you fall asleep while driving, you will actually be, once once you come to, you will be the least alarmed person in the car. Because <laughs> I woke up and I was like, oh, well, we're not supposed to be on, the, uh, we're not supposed to be going off the road. And I just got us back on. And everybody else was screaming and terrified. It's it's the most efficient nap there is. Yeah. The, you talk thing, about a power nap being like 15 minutes. The you you doze off for one second in the car and. You've got a whole night's sleep right there. If you if you fall asleep while driving with other people who can all drive, you're not going to get stuck with that. No, you're you're going to get short shifts, and I did, and uh, I'm I'm I apologize for almost killing you guys. But you never did the spring break where you. Uh, no, you know, I didn't do the trip. Spring break. No, I yeah. had my freshman year roommate um, came back from one of those. He came back from a spring break where his group decided early that. To maximize uh, economic efficiency, the booze that they brought could only be drunk while in the jacuzzi at their hotel. Yeah. As to, as to maximize drunkenness, mm. he came back uh, and had alcohol poisoning for five days. <laughs> 
So, so he did it right. Is he, what you're he did do it right. He didn't. He didn't spend too much money on booze. Jason, did you ever do the uh, the classic spring break beach trip? Yeah, and we did it ironically. Um, mm-hmm. We did Panama City Beach in like '01, I think. And made a big show of we're going to hop in the convertible and, you know, we're going to wear backwards visors um, and we're going to pretend to get PCB01 tattoos. We're going to wear, wear tank tops on purpose. And then, like, you know, we're just we're just going to, like, listen to Weezer or something. You know, we're, we're not even really going to have that much fun, but we're going to pretend to have fun, which is just that's even more fun. Like, like we're going to make fun of the idea of having fun. Did that end up being fun? It was fine. I mean, it was probably about as fun as it would have been sticking around home. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's like the smart mark spring break. At any point, do you think you accidentally slipped into an actual spring break and not an ironic one? Yeah. I think no. when you're around them, yeah. uh, it kind of drives you away from it further oh, because good. you think people are going to think I'm one of them, you know, and then, and then you get too uppity to have really any fun at all. I, uh, for spring break one year, drove to Graceland. That was my big spring break trip, which, being an idiot, I didn't think, well, spring break in Memphis, <laughs> which... Oh, 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 that reminds me. We did uh, Gatlinburg another year. Never never go to Gatlinburg. Wow. Oh, did you go to the China Knife Bazaar? <laughs> <laughs> the 18-story the tall mall with, like, China 17 stores bazaar. in it. Yeah, and they sell so many knives. Yeah. Like my God! Do you know how many people you could kill with what's inside the you China knife? And there's the like knife uh, bazaar and not have a bunch of knives. No, it's an unreasonable amount of knives, okay. even for a bazaar. You're like, no, this is a bit much. Think of it as a, as a buffet of death. I like that. By the way, you can give it this Arabic name and put it in the Smokies, and like that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, hey, it's a bazaar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They call it that because it's weird, and you can buy stuff there. Well, in Tennessee, they probably call it the bazaar. The bazaar. Bazer. Hey, you going to the knife bazer? Buzzer. <laughs> there's a, also in Gatlinburg, there's a live bear show. That's the most yeah. depressing thing I've ever been to because oh, it's, it's so like bad. Two, two decrepit, sad bears just sort of sitting. They're skinny. Do they, do, do they do that thing like at the Yellow River Game Ranch, which is a place in just outside of Atlanta around Stone Mountain where they have these bears and the bears are just torpid and laying there and the minute you turn you put in a coin and you turn the like feeding knob like the knob that dispenses the food right on the machine it goes and they all go (laughs) 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 i'm living the future of (laughs) wally it's so good it's it's not so happy (laughs) it's not as great as it looks (laughs) it's still pretty good (laughs) uh but yeah we went to graceland and i ended up drinking i ended up staying with um a, an, an, the son of an anesthesiologist. Mm, okay. The anesthesiologist was from Cairo. Okay. And had this beautiful house mm-hmm. and it was just um, very much like I was born in Egypt and I'm going to be the suavest dude on the planet, right? Like walking. He had like he had like a robe that looked like a smoking jacket, like no lie. Right. Like he was awesome. His son, who was born in the United States, imagine like a really big Egyptian dude who had decided at a very early age that he was going to be completely West Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) So his dad, his dad has the full like post-colonial urbane, like 
Oh, yes, yes, you should read some Nagi Mafus. He's absolutely fantastic. He reminds me a lot of some of the structures that you're going to find in, uh, you know, contemporary English novelists, really. It's very similar in everything. I was doing an operation the other day, and his son, Simon, walks in, and he's like, Hey, what's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, had like a big lip in. It was amazing. So this is a worthwhile spring break. This is the guy who, when he got in the car, he had a Fiero. And uh, he got in the Fiero and he had a 12-pack, like, in the space between the seats. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I had a 12-pack. Just, you know, road, road beer. And everything worked out fine. Every, no, it didn't. Just as spring break always does, <laughs> unless you're Dak Prescott. Yeah, so the message is the only one of us to actually do spring break right was Jason Kirk. And he did it on accident. He did it, and he also went to Gatlinburg, so he's batting five hundred. Yeah, this is. I only get half credit I'm here. Not that impressed. He did I, it, uh, ironically. Well, uh, ironically, going to Gatlinburg that would that, that'd be even sadder than actually damn. going to Gatlinburg. I still crown you winner because <laughs> I mean I don't know you. The, you met. The, <laughs> your your sounded better to me. We we hope that we hope that no college football player suffers the fate that befell Dak Prescott. Getting, well, getting touched up. That's why, that's the thing we didn't really talk about when Michigan held their spring practice in Florida during mm-hmm. spring break, is if you are holding, if you have a team-organized event, there's much, there's less time to get punched by a stranger. That's, Jim Harbaugh is a brilliant disciplinarian mm-hmm. because he's learned the secret that your players can't get in trouble if you never take your eye off of any of them. Right. You're not going home for Christmas. <laughs> no, it's Jim Harbaugh's Christmas slumber party. What, are you kidding me? We're going to watch Charlie Brown Christmas. It's about sadness and triumphing all the same. It's Michigan all over. Like sometime in June, instead of letting his players have free time, he's going to put on these. like, this is cool Vadis. It's an amazing multi-part miniseries, and we're watching it, guys. I, I actually, Charlie Brown is not Michigan in this example. He's... He's Indiana, because the goal is just to get to the end, and then people will clap for you. <laughs> You're five and seven. Uh-huh. Just don't don't kill yourself, Charlie Brown. Look, the, yeah, pulling pulling the ball right before he kicks it. That's uh, that's yeah. that's how every Indiana game ends. <laughs> I don't know if it's pulling the ball before it kicks it or filling it with cement and letting them break their foot on it. That's. <laughs> Yeah, she. I think she develops a, a broader range of tricks when Indiana is involved. And if you listen closely, Charlie Brown's teachers are actually just saying, "Tom Crane, Tom Crane, Tom Crane." <laughs> um, the other thing that we have to uh, talk about, we do have reader questions. I mean, we only picked one that we liked. We only we only like. I'm sorry, we love you, readers, but we did. They, they weren't the greatest crop. That's cool. I mean, well, uh, cool. again, the, the secret the secret here to, to uh, having a successful question is to completely ignore all theme advice. Yeah. All anything that we ask for, do not ask a question that has anything to do with that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the question we we picked comes from Brody Logan at Brody Logan. What skill is not evaluated at the combine that should be evaluated? At the combine, um, I assume he means NFL. Yeah, but, but my answer really fits. It it can work for NFL. It's a really good skill for the NBA combine that has not been tested to my knowledge, mm-hmm. and that is gambling on a plane without causing a fracas. Yeah, that's a skill. Yeah, <laughs> based on numerous instances of team strife in the NBA, right. starting on a plane, right? Usually over some card game. Your tonk. Maybe poke, maybe some sort of poker variant. Yeah, you've got you've got a few a few in the wheelhouse there. 
Well, we talk, think about it like this. My best NBA player ever, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Is he the best shooter ever? No. Best rebounder ever? Defender ever? Whatever, whatever. No. Best plane gambler ever? Oh, yeah. You can make that case. Oh, Therefore, yeah. Yeah. It's the secret to it all. That's the deleted scene from Space Jam I really want to see. Dude, that's the deleted part from NBA 2K that they need to include. <laughs> Where you could rack up money on the plane like it was Red Dead Redemption and you're playing poker or and, GTA minigames. And much like Red Dead Redemption, you need to figure out how to cheat but not get caught because it, that ends in a shooting match. Dude, it would be – I was trying to think of, of like what open world video game you could create based on which NBA player's right, life right. at a specific point, mm-hmm. right? Like Allen Iverson circa oh boy. 99. Oh, boy. Throwing naked ladies out the house. <laughs> Oh boy! It's like Corona. It's like, You've acquired like, a Corona. You've acquired another Corona. That's <laughs> like leisure shoot, leisure leisure suit, Larry, but with, with no jokes. It's crazy taxi, but you just keep going to TGI Fridays over and over and over. <laughs> I mean, the most GTA one is the Jailblazers, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. You can switch perspectives between Damon Stoudemire, who's smoking weed, and Zach Randolph, who's hanging out trying to talk to teenagers at a. Street Fighter machine inside a convenience store. That was real. Yep. What's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> that's, could... that's the best spring break. <laughs> the Sheed. Like Sheed the video game. The Rashid Wallace video game. What are you doing? I'm just being weird. Just getting technicals in life. Press X to make ball lie. Ball will, <laughs> ball will not. <laughs> ball could lie, but ball will not. Now you're describing L.A. Noir. Yeah, I, <laughs> interrogate Ball. You're lying. Is Ball lying? <laughs> Jason, did you play L.A. Noir? No. Okay, did you play L.A. Yeah. Noir? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. First yeah. of all, they really screwed up. Like you go back and read, they screwed up. If you don't know, L.A. Noir is an interrogation-based kind yeah, of like Grand a, Theft Auto like game. A Chinatown era-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they shipped game. the game. Later on, Rockstar admitted, the company that makes the game, they admitted that they'd screwed up a lot of the facial expressions that oh, were supposed yeah. to indicate lying. Yeah. So when you get a question, you can either say, probe. Right. Uh, ask another question. Or. Uh, sort of like accuse. Of, accuse, yeah. right? Accuse. So you would be interrupting. You would be like interviewing somebody and they'd say, yeah, I was at the bar at three. And then they'd furrow their brow and bite their lip. Yeah. <laughs> Whether they were telling the truth or not, right? Because right? Right. they'd screwed it up. Right. So, like, if you just go through, like, the dude looks like he's lying. Right. And you're like, you're lying. And he's like, here, here's a picture of me at the bar. And you're like, oh. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it was a commentary on how some police are just terrible at their jobs. <laughs> the entire game was a political statement. <laughs> Everyone just kind of ended up looking like they were, like, messing their diaper. Yeah. Right? Like, I, everyone, I wouldn't say that. It was more like they were like, oh, I need this interview to end because I have to poop. I know, yeah. I really they're, 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 they're shaking. Not, they're not crying. Now, but like, all you've asked them is their name. That's all I did in the game because I was so bad at that part. and just walk in and be like, you're lying. Yeah. Like, first question, give me your name, Steve. You're lying. You're lying. You killed her, didn't you? Yeah. That, um... So I think another skill that would be very useful. Combine skill, yeah. Combine skill. Um, I think gambling on plane is mm-hmm. very, very useful. Stephen A., that is a good. That is a, that that is is a good excellent, answer. That is an excellent answer. Let me give you a better one. Let me give you, let me give you another one. <laughs> Not a better one. <laughs> but if we're actually talking about like college to NFL yeah. like level, 
I think instant napping because if you oh, don't know, yeah. the ability to nap anywhere and the ability to nap at any time, no matter what the distractions are, is a total football player thing because they're all very, very, very tired. I knew a physical therapist and massage therapist who worked with the Falcons, and I said, "So, like, you know, you get these guys on the table. What do they start talking about? Nothing." All of them go to sleep the minute they hit the table because they're trying to nap and take a corner at every point. Right. This is also a good dad skill, and the dad combine is the ability to nap anywhere at any time. So I'm just going to take power napping, right, like the ability to fall asleep, hit a rest state in as little time as possible. Well, and to continue our tortured video game analysis, sleep is the rupees of the NFL world. So you just find anywhere. You just smash some jar. It doesn't belong <laughs> to be like, oh, 10 minutes of sleep. Look at that. <laughs> I caught some sleep in a jar. Or like when you, you bust open the treasure chest and it's like, it's a raw steak. <laughs> and, and I'm healthier now. Yeah. Thank oh, God man. somebody left this raw steak in a wooden box. I would play the shit I out feel of 10% healthier. Brett Bielema Zelda game. Well, I was bleeding from the arm, but then I found this egg. You do the math. You don't gain heart so much as you just get bigger. <laughs> it's like Kirby. <laughs> or it's like the one Grand Theft Auto where you had to keep bicycling or you'd get fat, even though eating didn't do you any good. Yeah. Don't you want to run a triathlon inside a video game? No. No, I'll just be large. Um, here's a draft question that I, I, I don't know if we have an answer for this one this year, but I'll throw it out anyway. Okay. Because we can always edit this after the fact because we edit these. Um Mm-hmm. Is anything funner, funnier than NFL types salivating over athletes that are terrible at football, like Logan Thomas? And we usually talk about this in the flip side, which is like uh, your super awesome but maybe undersized college wide receiver who caught every ball for his team for three years, who right. was returning kicks and punts and slips. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but there is this flip side of. Guys who we thought would be good early in their college career actually played, and we were like, "Oh no, they're yeah. not good Ooh, at this at all." Yeah. And but then the NFL comes into it. It's almost like selling a lemon. It's like, "Hey, yeah, no, this uh, this this engine only has fifteen thousand miles on it. I don't think it's important how how we got to the point where I said this engine." <laughs> I enjoy I, – I think it's funny. I do like the approach, though, sometimes they have. Yeah. Where they say – and I've, you've seen this. Yeah. Where they have a player who – you go, oh, that, like he's 6'3", he's 240 pounds, could throw the ball through a wall, mm-hmm. right? And he had terrible coaching. And, you know, at times you say, yeah, that's perfectly legitimate. Yep. That's, that's yep. like – yeah. So I don't want to crack on him too much for, like, cookie-cuttering, right? Or that happens with offensive linemen a lot. They're like, oh, he's 6'7", 315, long arms. Let's put him at left tackle. And turns out that, like, the dude actually doesn't enjoy hitting people at all. Like, he kind of hates football. Logan Thomas has some of the, maybe the best stat profile, I can't speak, uh, I've ever seen. I want to make sure this is right because it seems fucking absurd. Yep. Okay. So Logan Thomas, uh, at least in 2014, was on the Arizona Cardinals. He appeared in two games. He threw nine passes. He completed one of those passes. And it was for an 81-yard touchdown. Yes. (laughs) I saw I remember him actually doing something. 
It's like the one pass I've seen of him since his VT days was that one. So in my mind, he's excellent. Bad all is. I do are big things. All he does, or except for the other eight times. They call all the I do are big things. <laughs> this year, I don't feel like there's that that uh, player the NFL is super overrating. Of course, the draft hasn't actually happened yet, but right. I don't know. I don't, I don't. Looking through the list, everything seems yeah, yeah, seems fine, seems fine. Yeah, I, I, think I wonder about I think Paxton pretty rare, Lynch. You know, pa- Paxton Lynch is the one that jumps out. The Memphis quarterback. If he goes in like the top fifteen, it's like, well, we saw him put up a bunch of numbers, and he's really big, but. But isn't that like the same thing that got us to the point where Paxton Lynch went to Memphis? Like, isn't that the exact sure. parallel where it's like, oh, he's was, he's not actually that good? I don't know if he was six seven in high school. And Paxton Lynch, by the way, like like has that thing where it's like one day I just you know, like woke up decided mm-hmm. I was going to be a quarterback because I'm freaking huge. Throw the ball real hard. And it worked out. Um, we, we should also note, special congratulations on this podcast to Lil Wayne, who signed his first NFL client. And who, who are we talking about? Florida State linebacker Reggie Northrup. We're talking about the Nulls. Mm-hmm. Um, should you have... Let me change this question. Let's assume that you should have a rapper as your agent, as a uh, new pro, pro athlete. Who should that rapper be? Definitely 50 Cent, because uh, no matter how much money you're making, he's going to make it look like you're not making any at all. Right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to post on Instagram about how poverty-stricken you are, um, while at the same time posting photos of you rolling around in cash that he helped you get. <laughs> I want Dr. Dre, because he'll tout the big season I'm going to have for 15 years. Oh, he's going to talk you up forever. <laughs> coming out man he's just listening the next season he's just gonna and you're you're gonna have a career as an agent after you retire because you know you're gonna be doing all his negotiating for him because he he doesn't write any of his own stuff that's right ghost agent i'm gonna go with you're you're gonna be negotiating all your teammates contracts i'm gonna go with kanye because let's say you're the best running back coming out of the draft kanye as your agent is just gonna be like "Mm -mm, long snapper we're changing the whole paradigm. You're going to be a first-round long snapper. And he, and some team will be like, well, he's Kanye. He's just different. Yeah, top six. And the Jaguars are, of course, the what did team he, that What did he wear them. to the draft? He wore a, a $5,000 brown T-shirt. Burlap sack. It was amazing. It said this sack cost $5,000 on it. <laughs> It's beautiful. Yeah, he came out and like a bunch of models in burlap sacks with shaved heads. Just walked out behind him. It was disturbing. I, here's a question: um, What is the best rap group that ha- is the subject of a successful rapper putting on his boys? I see. Um, what like like uh, like G Unit would be one example. Sure. But like, has that ever worked? We, I feel like we've talked about this. We've talked about this, like the, and, and, but we never, we never. Well, this is really, a long-running program. Yeah, we Circle we never past. really came up with a good answer. Maybe um, I just ask people this a lot because I can never think of a single example of it working. We, uh, I mean, I sort of argued that, like, you know, the old like. All right. Well, those are groups, right? Like the old Jungle Brothers, Tribe Called yeah, Quest, yeah. De La Soul, right? You know. Like that group of rappers, but that wasn't designed to like hear the boys, you know. D twelve is D twelve like, was an example, uh, right? Or the Saint Lunatics. <laughs> oh, wow! 
That's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. <laughs> Not to quote Obi Wan Kenobi about the <laughs> Saint Lunatics. Uh, no, the the answer is no. It just doesn't work. Yeah, because if if it ever worked, then that guy would be the agent to have because that person can work miracles. It also it is. I think those are also good examples of how man rappers have shit friends. You're what, just waiting on them? Yeah. Yeah. Just being like, so... They're like, fine. You can do it. You can... Fine. I'm Mace, and we're doing Harlem World. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm going to drop out of this stuff in two years. <laughs> I do... I would also have this. If I had to pick a an agent rapper, it'd be Roscoe P. Cold Chain. Mm. Just because... Walks in, he's like, I'm Roscoe P. Cold Chain. They're like, no, you're not. And he holds up, you know, official government ID. Yeah. <laughs> Changed it. <laughs> Roscoe um, B. Cold Chain. I think you definitely don't want anybody from the world of R&B as your agent. Oh, you know what? I, I don't want, uh, like, maybe L.A. Reid. You think so? Yeah, can I get an exec? Is it cheating? That's fair. If I get that. I know from country, I know who I want negotiating my stuff. Who? I want the biggest, dumbest, like, Luke Bryan type oh, negotiating my deals. Because, yeah. like, they'd have a valid point. And he's like, why don't you just relax, man? Life's a beach. <laughs> Put on your bait shorts. This like, contract's uh, backloaded uh, just like the summer, shorts. buddy. Yeah. Why don't we put a bonus back here? I just don't want CeeLo as my agent, mostly. Cause, There's cause a lot that, of reasons you that, don't yeah, want I don't, that. Just that don't, handshake don't is going to throw people with off. Yeah. I'd be like, where's your agent? <laughs> that, that, that tiny stump dressed like Big Bird. That's my agent. He's, <laughs> He's 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 a big creep. That he's, magic that magic shop curio over there. He's also from a Zelda game. Don't worry. <laughs> oh no way! He's some scary Final Fantasy character. That's Zero. He's, he's yeah. He's one of them Zelda rock people. Hey yeah, this is uh. He's from the game that wasn't released in America. Don't, yeah. Don't worry about it. Exactly the one that's like. Have you seen it? It's really disturbing. Hi, I'm CeeLo Green, rejected Olympics mascot from Hi, Barcelona games. CeeLo Green. I'd like to hear someone who can do a CeeLo impression. <laughs> think even CeeLo can do a very good CeeLo impression. <laughs> um, oh, I, I remember the last thing I want to talk about. Is this, is this Governor Kirby? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. So UGA, University of Georgia, uh, on, like in the midst of a, a whole other bill, yeah. uh, a lawmaker named, I believe, Earl Earhart. That sounds right. That's a real, like, from Pat, Powder Springs. Earl Earhart attached a rider to a bill in the Georgia legislature trying to get a 90-day clearance time for FOIA request. Boy, that's a technical, boring sentence. What it basically means is that they were going to have like a 90-day code of silence Mm -hmm. against any attempts to find out formally what the University of Georgia was spending money on with athletics. 90 days, Jerry. But, but the, be- days, the, best, the best part about this was that experienced politicians can dress up bullshit in terms of like, well, our state institutions are overburdened with this and in the interest of freeing up resources so that they can teach our students, we're relieving them of this burden. Like that is a bullshit but defensible angle. The angle here is pretty much just Nah, man, this is going to help us win a natty. On the floor of the uh, Georgia Ledge, he said, <laughs> we need advantages like this if we're going to compete with Alabama. I'm paraphrasing a little, 
But he did say, we need to have the same advantages at Alabama. I would clarify, Alabama does not have any such rule. I will point out, this is the, this is the avenue by which Georgia fully legalizes marijuana. <laughs> fully Because ah, it'll help the dogs. It's Crouton. It really would help the dogs. You know, Saban, Saban, he made it legal in Alabama. It's not, it's not legal in Alabama. Shh, shh, shh. That's what they want you to say. <laughs> so this is the way to get anything done in Georgia is to claim it's how Saban does it. Either that or that states around you are uh, states around you are shaming, right? Are mm-hmm. shaming you into mm-hmm. it, right? So they're like, yeah, I really like this terrible piece of legislation. They're yeah. like, South Carolina passed it three times. They're Mark, like, oh, whoa, what? Whoa, slow down. Mark passed Stoops. it in 2012 or whatever. Mark that year we lost to him by 40. And killing us on tort reform. It's yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> You know, I heard I, I heard Tuscaloosa has public transit that actually works and actually goes to more than like four places. We better get in on that if we won't, don't want to stop, start lo- you know, stop starting losing these recruits to savings. These, these this public transit. They love green travel. That that is also about marijuana. And the the other thing about this this bill is or whatever it is is that they're all saying, ah, oh, yeah, we talked to Kirby Smart and uh, he said it's how it's done elsewhere. So. There it is. There's the law. That's, that's how laws are made. That you know that that schoolhouse rock bill on Capitol Hill. Nope, nope. Just have your new football coach who's won zero games come in and say, actually, it's done this way elsewhere. And bang, there's a law. 